Hey, it's Lori. So here in Michigan, yes, we're known as the Great Lakes State, but we're also known as the Mitten State. So you will find people holding up their hand when they live in the lower peninsula and pointing on their palm somewhere where they live. And I kind of do that on the regular. So, you know, I've hiked different places in Michigan, but it wasn't until recently that I really explored the thumb. I think the thumb gets overlooked a lot when you're thinking about uh, traveling to Michigan. It's not somewhere that, you know, gets a lot of, I guess, um, it's not somewhere that gets a lot of press. But when it does, there's, it's because there's really some cool places to, to check out. Um, some of the more famous ones are kayaking around Turnip Rock and, of course, going to Port Crescent State Park for the beautiful sunrises and sunsets, and then going to the Cheeseburger Festival in Caseville. So today I'm going to take you along with me on some thumb adventures. And no, you can't see me, but I am holding in my hand and wiggling my thumb because that's where I'm going to be taking you now. So let's get to it. We're going to head out to Michigan's Thumb. So today's stop is Sanilac Petroglyphs Historic State Park. It's an historic site and there's 240 acres. There's a little over a mile loop hike that you can do, which crosses the scenic Little Cass River. There's also sandstone outcroppings, and of course, the major attraction is viewing the petroglyphs. Those are seasonally available, so you'll want to check the Michigan uh, DNR website for more information about ours. There is no camping here, so just remember it's a day-use park, but there is some nearby camping, and we'll talk about that in future episodes when we explore the thumb some more. It's located in Sanilac County, and I will put a link to the address in the show notes. So, let's go. All right, guys, I am at Sanilac Petroglyphs State Park. I am the only person here, actually. And this is more about um, history uh, then a long hike. I think there's a little over a mile interpretive trail, so I'll be talking a, a little bit about that as we go on. But the main focus or the main reason to come here is to look at an archaeological site and learn about the petroglyphs left here from Native Americans. So excited to learn more and to bring you a little bit of history in the Thumb area of Michigan. And we arrive here and it's a dirt lot. Gonna look at the older sign out on the side of the road. And again, Sanilac Petroglyphs Historic State Park. There is a fault toilet here you need to use the facilities and let's go check this out okay 
coming up to the entry. Okay, so actually the petroglyphs are closed for this season. We'll reopen Memorial Day weekend 2021. The trails are open year-round, so maybe that's why no one's here. <laughs> but, all right, so we're going to look at the Cass River today. There's a nice informational board with a lot of color pictures about the wildlife and the ecology of the area. Different things you can see here, like a spotted salamander. A lot of different birds, like the barred owl, the chestnut-sided warbler, the pileated woodpecker, the ruffled grouse, black duck, and of course deer, fox, beavers, and even bobcats. So for thousands of years, people worldwide have carved images in stone, petroglyphs, to honor their ancestors, record teachings, and mark important places and events. Within the last 1,500 years, Native people carved more than 100 petroglyphs on the sandstone outcrop that you will find sheltered along this trail. Located on the floodplain of the South Fork of the Cass River, this site was rediscovered following massive forest fires that swept the region more than 100 years ago. The Michigan Archaeological Society purchased this property and deeded it to the state in 1971. Through its vision and generosity, this park is preserved to teach us about our cultural and natural heritage and our continuing relationship with the environment. There's a lot of also information on the native plants in the area and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the trail. Okay, so yes, I was disappointed that I could not see the petroglyphs, you know, but I'm going to tell you that that's kind of life. Like you go to a trailhead and sometimes something's closed and, you know, lesson learned, I should have researched a little further um, before heading out, but I'm still glad I did the hike and I'm going to share a little bit of that hike with you. And actually, I am going to read a little bit about this hike from the book that I referenced. So I used the Hiking Michigan book, second edition by Roger Storm and Susan Wetzel. It is an older book, but the hikes are still relevant. And this hike is um, estimated at 1.4 miles. And uh, one of the things that I think is interesting about it are right at the start of the hike, you look for rocks that have bowl-shaped holes in them, you will see many more of these potholes. Michiganders, we are very familiar with potholes on the road. <laughs> you will see many more of these potholes along the trail. Glacial waters scoured the soft sandstone about 12,500 years ago to produce them. The other thing that's kind of cool, and I'll talk about it a little bit later in the hike, is seeing one of the older trees um, that kind of was born out of the fire. So we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the pine tree there. So let's uh, get into a little bit of my hike there. It's a nice wide, wide path here. There's some stone, definitely enough for three or four people across. See some birch stands through here. Birch trees are just always Reminds me of being up north. Something that as a little girl, when I was taken up north with the family, it was with a um, big grove of birch trees. So that's what I equate with getting up north. Coming up onto the main kind of trail start, it looks like. 
Let's see. The Sanilac petroglyphs are carved into an outcrop of type of rock known as the Marshall Sandstone. About 340 million years ago, this area was a river delta, sand, mud, and lime deposited by the water hardened to form the Marshall Sandstone. Outcrops of this formation are exposed here because the glacial soils that cover much of the lower peninsula are very thin in this area. Other outcrops of Marshall Sandstone can be seen as you follow the trail through the park. About 12,500 years ago, glacial ice up to a mile thick covering much of Michigan was melting and retreating to the north. Glacial meltwater in this area formed a riverbed up to eight miles wide called the Ubley Channel. Here in the park, the channel was about a mile wide. Water flowed westward in the channel, creating what is now the Cass River Valley and emptied into glacial Lake Saginaw. Rocks trapped in eddies scoured out the potholes that are found in some of the sandstone outcrops. As the glaciers disappeared, the rushing water in the Ubley, maybe it's Ubley, channel subsided and the Cass River was formed with its headwaters a few miles east of here. The Cass River now flows into the Shiawassee River, which merges with the Titipawassee River to form the Saginaw River flowing into Saginaw Bay. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of black flies out today. <laughs> Um, that's one thing in Michigan. I'm just going to take a look around. So it is true, the petroglyphs are all gated off. Hmm. So I'm going to hit up some of the trails. It's very quiet here this morning as I'm the only person on the trail. See the river. Oh, something jumped. Okay. The Cass River. Two branches of the Cass River meander through Sanilac Petroglyphs Park. This is the South Fork of the North Branch. The South Fork flows into the North Branch about a quarter mile west of here within the boundaries of the park. Native Americans were the first people to canoe and fish in the river and walk along its banks. A foot trail followed the river from Saginaw east to Sand Beach, which is now called Harbor Beach, on the shore of Lake Huron. By the 1840s, loggers were cutting white pine here and driving the logs down the river to Mills and Saginaw. The Great Thumb Fires of 1871 and 1881 put an end to logging in this area. While it no longer carries logs to Mills, the Cass River still provides food and habitat for fish, reptiles, amphibians, mammals, and waterfowl, and provides recreational opportunities for fishing, hiking, canoeing, and bird watching. There's some great uh, rocky outcroppings here along the trail. I gotta say the green along, just this is a beautiful bright green grass around the river. Of course, some geese. <laughs> okay, we've come up to another interpretive sign here. So this looks like to be remains. Maybe this is an area where there was a logging camp. Hmm. So sometime during the mid eighties, there was a logging camp just ahead on the high ground on the south bank of the river. Timber harvesting was big business at that time and logging camps sprang up across Michigan forests. In the early 1830s, Temple Door came to and it's spelled D-O-R-R, -R, came to Sanilac County as a timber cruiser 
and built a cabin here on the banks of the Cass River. His timber surveys identified large stands of white pine and hardwoods in this area. Soon after that, a logging company purchased the land and built a camp to house the men and horses that would harvest the trees. According to one account, Temple Door's nearby abandoned cabin was adapted for use as a horse stable. Lumberjacks felled trees, cut them into logs, and stockpiled them on the banks of the Cass. They rolled them into the river in the spring when the water was high enough to float them downstream to Mills and Saginaw, where the logs were sorted and sawn into lumber. Hmm. So if you listen to episode one of season four, then you do know about, you know, the logging that happened here in Michigan and so much of it. It really did uh, do a lot of clear cuts of the land. And, you know, something that I'm going to talk about this season are some of the areas where there still is, um, which is very little, but some old growth kind of left in Michigan. And, you know, I do wonder, like, what would it be like if there were, you know, more of that here? So, uh, but in the thumb area, again, it was also um, just like the rest of, of Northern Michigan and, and, you know, well throughout uh, logging was king, um, was big industry here. So, um, so going through um, and crossing the, the cast and kind of thinking about what it might look like back in those days with the logging camp set up, it's, uh, it, it's a really like, a little bit mind blowing, you know, to kind of take you back there. So uh, to finish out, you know, I went to, you know, I had to cross another river. So I'd crossed uh, one river, um, both very nice bridges. So I looked newer um, before, you know, seeing the logging camp, um, you know, area that had, had been in and then uh, circled back to do another crossing. Um, and to finish the loop, um, you hit up this amazing old pine. So I'm gonna tell you about that pine tree as we finish the loop hike at Sanilac Petroglyphs Historic State Park. Oh, that was a deer running. <laughs> you can hear it other tail. Very easy trail. Uh, just gotta watch out for all the rocks. Now you're coming into more of an open area and that's about less just under a mile in. Very less shade but the sun's shining. It's actually a beautiful day and I coming up on what shows up here is it's a photo opportunity called a survivor pine so I'm gonna have to check this out. And then I'm coming across also some now sandier parts of the trail. Again, some nice little uh, outcroppings here. Could probably sit, have your lunch if you wanted to hang out, enjoy the sounds of nature. Ah, I think I see the pine. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty good size. I have to take a picture of it from back here. Show you guys. So let's check this out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You don't see a lot of old, old trees, but this one is. Let's learn about this. The Great Thumb Fires 
Farmers along the Cass River fled to the water for safety as the fire rolled over them again and again. They saved their lives, nothing else. Centers and ash that had fell into the river formed a lie that floated on top. The water was so hot the fish died and floated to the surface by the hundreds. That's from the Huron County News, Thursday, September 9, 1881. In the autumn of 1871, fires set by farmers to clear their land, fueled by drought and high winds, raged out of control and burned across the Michigan Thumb area. The fire destroyed an estimated 2 million acres of forest and killed 200 people. Then 10 years later, in 1881, disaster struck again, this time burning over 1 million acres in one day, killing 280 people and destroying several towns in the Thumb. Smoke from the fire turned daylight into darkness and many died from burns, smoke inhalation and suffocation. Some survived by jumping into lakes, streams, or wells. The American Red Cross, formed just weeks earlier by Clara Barton in Dansville, New York, responded with aid for the survivors. So this tree that's in front of me, I guess in 2008, foresters estimated that this white pine tree is about 125 years old. It probably sprouted soon after the forest fires swept across the thumb area. The fires cleared this area of trees and underbrush, exposing the rock outcrop engraved with the Sanilac petroglyphs. Now that we've seen the survivor tree, heading back for this short loop that it makes. And I guess, you know, I'll be back when the petroglyphs are open. Again, planning is key. So, morning. Now there's four other cars besides mine. So this place is filling up even in the off season of not having the, the petroglyphs open for viewing, which maybe they didn't know about either. <laughs> but still a nice little walk. Like I said, I will be back to check it out once the exhibit's open. A whopping 20 feet of elevation gain, one and a half miles, and there you go. Okay, so next week we'll continue on with my thumb adventures. Um, we're going to go check out Port Crescent State Park. Uh, the park is home to a dark sky preserve, three miles of sandy shoreline, a modern campground, and a boardwalk. And what's really cool about Port Crescent, besides the gorgeous dunes and ability to see both um, sunrise and sunset there, it's also um, Huron County's best known birding location. So you can observe raptors during their migration and it has a dedicated raptor observation deck, which of course I checked out. So stay tuned next week. Michigan adventures continue. Until next time, see you on the Michigan trails. <laughs>